The Alzheimer's scandal. Why is there no cure? Why has there been so little progress? Hello, I'm Steve Forbes, and this is What's Ahead, where you get the insights you need to better navigate these turbulent times. Alzheimer's disease afflicts more than 6 million Americans, and that number is on its way to doubling. It is a hideous ailment for both sufferers and their families and friends. Yet even though the disease was first diagnosed by psychiatrist Alwa Alzheimer in the early 1900s, progress in fighting it has been almost non-existent. What is scandalous here is that for decades, researchers have been almost entirely focused on the wrong hypothesis. Dr. Alzheimer noted in the autopsy of the brain of the patient with the disease that came to bear his name was densely loaded with two proteins called plaques and tangles. Unfortunately for decades, the dominant thesis in research on Alzheimer's is that attacking plaques and to a lesser extent tangles would cure the disease and enable the brain to regain its health. Alzheimer himself warned about focusing too much on plaques and tangles as causes. In fact, some sufferers of Alzheimer's had little in the way of plaques, while other people with plaque didn't have the disease. Nonetheless, despite constant failures, some 20 drugs have been developed that have ended up as flops, and the expenditure of tens of billions of dollars. The main thrust of research is still focused on fighting plaques. The obsession with this dead-end approach has been fanatical, almost cult-like. Researchers wanting to pursue more promising avenues have faced serious obstacles. Rarely has chronic failure resisted correction on something so important. Now, you may have heard of a new drug called lacanamab that is being heralded as a fantastic breakthrough. But lacanamab is based on this wrong-headed hypothesis. Noted health policy journalist Joanne Silberner sadly points out that, quote, at best, lacanamab might slightly slow a patient's inevitable decline for a few months, end quote. This research scandal shows the danger of groupthink, particularly when you have a powerful government agency like the National Institutes of Health kiboshing grants for non-consensus projects. A classic case of stifling Alzheimer-like groupthink was stomach ulcers. The once prevailing view was that stress and lifestyle were the causes, and drugs and regimens were developed on that belief. This dogma was challenged by two Australian physicians, Robin Warren and Barry Marshall, who posited that bacteria was the villain and that antibiotics were the answer for a permanent cure. When not ignored, their discoveries were derided. Only after many years and constant, sometimes unorthodox advocacy, especially by Dr. Marshall, did the medical world accept their truths. The two were eventually awarded the Nobel Prize for Medicine. In the case of Alzheimer's, the rigid research mentalities begun to thaw, but only a bit. To attack this deadly rigidity, Congress should hold hearings on the subject, starting with the National Institutes of Health. I'm Steve Forbes. Thanks for listening. Do send in your comments and suggestions. I look forward to being with you soon again. Oh.